Hey there, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. Well, you've thought about doing your own podcast, let me tell you, it's not near as hard as it used to be. I launched a podcast back in 2008, and it was crazy difficult to get it listed everywhere where listeners were, which back then wasn't really that many places. But now, podcasts are everywhere, and with a platform like Buzzsprout, you can be all over the place with one click, plus a great-looking website, analytics, and more. That's why... We use Buzzsprout. So follow the link in the show notes, and that'll let Buzzsprout know that we sent you, and you'll get a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan. Plus, it helps support our show as well. Again, down in the show notes with Buzzsprout. Let's go! All right, let's get this show on the road! Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, woo! This is the Ike Wingate Show. Top of the morning, everyone. Join the show now. Text 870-505-1518. Here's your host, Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Ike Wingate. Good morning, and welcome to Thursday. Here we are on November 9th, 2023. So glad you are with me. Bright and early celebrity birthdays, this day in history, random facts all coming up for you. Plus, a fireworks truck crashes, and we'll tell you about how you can win a free turkey. Plus, we are also going to be talking about a fake, fake ashes for a funeral home. Yeah, a funeral home somewhere got caught doing that. We have our outdoor moment coming up in the 8 o'clock hour, plus a whole lot more. All brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law online at OzarkJustice.com or call 479-253-1234. And here we go. Celebrity birthdays here on Thursday, November 9th, 2023. Nikki Blonsky, who played Tracy Turnblad in the 2000 version of Hairspray, is 35. Rapper French Montana, 39. Chris Lane, country singer, 39. Vanessa Manillo, former MTV VJ, now married to Nick Lachey, is 43. Cisco, the singer of Thong Song, is 45 today. Nick Lachey also having a birthday the same day as his wife. He is 50, and she is uh, 43. Okay. Eric Dane, who played Cal Jacobs on Euphoria, is 50. Chris Jericho, WWE Superstar, 53. Lou Ferrigno, The Incredible Hulk, is 72. Alan Gratzer from REO Speedwagon is 75. It's National Fried Chicken Sandwich Day, or if you're at Chick-fil-A, it's just Thursday. On this day in history, the PGA limited its Caucasians-only rule, paving the way for such non-Caucasian golf legends as Tiger Woods. That happened on this date in 1961. Motown Records released The Incredible Jam, You've Really Got a Hold on Me by The Miracles on this date in 1962. In 1967, Rolling Stone magazine put out its first issue. John Lennon was on the cover. Billy Joel's album Piano Man released on this date in 1973. The Berlin Wall started to come down on this date in 1989. East Germany opens its Heavily guarded borders that day at 11.17 p.m. Evander, uh, let's see. Evander Holyfield upset Mike Tyson to win the WBA heavyweight title in 11-round fight in Las Vegas on this date in 1996. Halo 2 released on this date in 2004. Kenny Chesney won Entertainer, Entertainer of the Year at the... CMA Awards, but a CBS producer cut his appearance speech short. Again, that happened 
on this date in 2004. George W. Bush awarded Muhammad Ali the Presidential Medal of Freedom, along with Aretha Franklin, Carol Burnett, and golf legend Jack Nicklaus on this date in 2005. Those are your celebrity birthdays and this day in history. Good morning. And it is time for your random facts. Disneyland's Pirates of the Caribbean ride originally featured real human remains, which were acquired through UCLA. This ride was a big investment, and they thought that fake skeletons of the time were just too unconvincing. They've since replaced all the actual bones with models, or at least that's what they tell us. Mexico's Island of the Dolls, a.k.a. La Isla de la Municas, is supposedly one of the most haunted places on Earth. Legend has it the island's caretaker found a girl who drowned in mysterious circumstances. The next day, he discovered a doll floating in the water, and he hung it from a tree. Apparently, allegedly, the young girl's spirit haunted the island, and to appease her, the caretaker kept hanging dolls from the trees until his death in 2001. That is... That's creepy. Just stay on the theme here. Dead bodies can get goosebumps. In the living, goosebumps are a nervous system reaction to external stimuli, but in the dead, they're part of rigor mortis. Creepy. History shows that tapophobia, or the fear of being buried alive, has some degree of merit. There were stories of it happening enough that safety coppin... Safety coffins were patented during the 18th and 19th century, just in case you need to open it up. Let's hope you're not under the ground, though, by then. One had a bell above ground that a person could ring from below. Okay, if they suddenly came back to life. How crazy would that be? You start hearing the bell. Where? What? Where? What does that sound? Where's that bell? Oh. Johnny, get a shovel. And finally, when you die, the last sense to leave your body is the ability to hear. Ah, wow, that's that's wild. Those are your random facts. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you. Today's show brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan Attorneys at Law. A tractor trailer in Canada collided with a pickup truck that was towing a trailer full of fireworks, which caused the fireworks to ignite, resulting in an hour-long show For those that were near the road, witnesses of the fireworks accident had this to say about it. I was hiding in the car because I didn't want to get hit by a stray rocket or anything. But yeah, it was just so loud and so huge. Just as we approached it, boom, all of it started going off again. And we were just like, okay, we just have to slam on the on the gas and just try to book it through. The whole highway is backed up. Yeah, it was definitely scary. It was loud, aggressive. It was awesome. It's the best fireworks show I've ever seen. Well, I bet when there's that many fireworks in there, you would think that uh, it would be quite the show. Only in Canada, eh? I wonder if they had snakes and sparklers in there, too. There you go. Just a random story from out in the world. Good morning. And a very pleasant Thursday morning to you, or a.k.a. Friday Eve. So glad you are here with us this morning. And, of course, today starts the turkey shoot on 107.1 FM. The turkey gobble, you're going to hear it when you do. Be the correct caller on the Williams Properties real estate phone lines at 870-423-2147. And guess the correct number of shots that it'll take to bag the bird, and you can win a turkey from Hart's Family Center. And if you don't win, if you don't guess the correct amount of shots, and let me tell you, it's not easy. 
Okay? Just telling you. But uh, if you don't get it, you will still walk away with a two-liter bottle of Coke courtesy of Sunfest Market just for playing. Of course, it all is kicking off today. So be listening for that turkey gobble. It could happen at any time. Good morning. It's time for Stranger Than Fiction. Well, I don't know if this is a leftover Halloween thing or something like that, but uh, somebody got in trouble for what their truck was wearing. Police in Florida, of course it's in Florida, they are warning residents about a Chevy truck with green decals, which is designed to look like a Border Patrol vehicle, but instead of Border Patrol, it says Booty Patrol. Cops pulled it over recently for illegal red and blue lights and issued a citation. They also posted photos on social media to, quote, raise awareness of the truck, telling people it's been impersonating police and maybe trying to pull people over. Yeah, you can't have police lights. The owner of the truck says he's never tried to pull anyone over. He's been posting photos of the truck on social media for a while now. It seems like he's maybe just doing it for fun. I don't know. It sounds like the cops are okay with the decals, though. I guess it's okay to have a truck that says booty patrol. As long as the lights are removed and the driver doesn't use the truck to pose as a local authority trying to arrest booty, he should be okay. But you know what I'm going to say. That is stranger than fiction. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Thursday to you. Coming up next hour, we'll be talking with Chase Tressler at Innovation Outdoors for your outdoor moment. want to remind you today's show is being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law, online at ozarkjustice.com or call 479-253-1234. Well, this next story is about some funeral home shenanigans. This would never happen right here with the fantastic funeral homes and funeral services in our area. But in Colorado, we can't say as much. A Colorado funeral home is being accused of giving families fake ashes after cremation services. At least one customer is even saying that instead of ashes, they were given quick-crete, the quick-acting, quick-drying concrete that you buy at the, uh, at the uh, you know, what you call it. The hardware store, yeah. Here's a customer of Return to Nature Funeral Home, Tanya Wilson, talking about how she believes she was never actually given her loved one's ashes. Everything kind of points to the idea that our mother was never actually cremated and the ashes that we were given are either someone else's or not even human remains at all. And someone else told me that they look like like quickcrete, one little dropper of water and mix them up and the reaction it looked very very similar and little pasty consistency and everything and then when it dried it dried into little tiny little rocks oh wow okay well i guess you don't want to use that to remember your loved one maybe you want to patch a hole in the driveway i don't know that's terrible that's just terrible so anyway they're being sued maybe we'll find out what happens before too long so Another crazy story from the world, my friends. Good morning. Good morning to you. It is that time of week. Every Thursday morning at this time, we bring you the Outdoor Moment, a chance to learn a little bit about the great outdoors here in the Ozarks and get some great ideas and some safety tips from our very own expert, Chase Tressler at Innovation Outdoors. Welcome in, Chase. Good morning to you. Well, good morning, Ike. I hope everybody's having a good week so far. Temperatures aren't feeling like fall and winter, but 
you know fall and winter is here it is november so we should be cooling off and staying there before long uh, one thing i like about november and a lot of people are excited about because this weekend is the opening weekend of the whitetail modern gun deer hunt basically the the deer gun hunt in arkansas a lot of people this is their go-to season that might not bow hunt or muzzleloader hunt so you know a lot of people are excited also something i like during this time of the year is the daylight hours getting shorter in november the only thing i really like about that is the fact that in my opinion this triggers the rut of the deer and for people who may not know what i'm talking about when i say rut it's when the does come into estrus cycles and the bucks are trying to breed them in my opinion is that the daylight hours could trigger this rut some people believe it's due to moon phase uh, some people believe it's all about the temperature but from what i've seen the research i agree with it's the photo period that triggers you know the rut and basically as the daylight decreases increased melatonin is released from the penile gland in the brain of the doe and that triggers her estrus cycle so you know sure cycle begins and then it lasts about 24 to 36 hours so say a day and a half maybe two days at the most and the bucks are you know that's when she's ready to breed now very rarely is she not bred in that first cycle it's very rare that a doe comes into her cycle and doesn't get bred but if she doesn't in 28 days she'll she'll come back into cycle again and uh, that's what a lot of people refer to as the second rut uh, more than likely it's not the same doe coming in and out what it is is a doe has to be at a certain weight before she can begin her estrus cycle so a lot of your younger does are reaching that weight class around the 80 pound mark you know in later november maybe december plumb into january depending on when they're born and they come into estrus also and then the bucks are chasing them and a buck will chase and breed a doe as long as he has his antlers he's physically and biologically able to breed a doe as long as he has his antlers and they're in estrus so that makes sense to me one reason i see a lot of fawns born in late summer and september i see them they still have their spots you know that's due to the the does getting bred later in the winter and having fawns later in the spring so like i said it's an exciting time of the year these bucks are out chasing these does if you're in the woods it's it makes for a lot of activity and it can happen at any time a doe can come in right now this is the perfect time of the year so be watching for those does looking over their shoulder kind of acting jittery or not acting right be watching for those bucks chasing them if you hear a lot of grunting going on be ready uh, also for uh, us non-hunters you got to watch also because these these bucks are thinking with their second brain they're not thinking with the brain that keeps them alive and safe and about predators and eating they're thinking with the brain that's just worried about breeding does so they're more likely to be up moving during the daylight hours looking for does they'll cover a lot more territory right now and they're not thinking about their safety as much so they're a lot easier to you know hit with the car or be intercepted when you're hunting them so just remember that and uh, like i said rifle season on us the rut's on us be sure to wear your safety's orange this weekend get out and enjoy the weekend and have a great one and we'll talk to you next week good morning to you and happy thursday what are we we are now two weeks out from thanksgiving kind of hard to believe it's uh, just got over halloween and here we are Two weeks out from Thanksgiving, my friends. Of course, today we launched on 107.1 FM the 2023 Turkey Shoots, where you can win yourself a turkey if you can guess how many shots it takes to bag the bird. But Thanksgiving is on the mind. And Campbell's Soup has released their annual Thanksgiving poll on America's favorite side dishes, as always. Guess what number one is? Favorite Thanksgiving side dish, mashed potatoes are number one. What do you think's after that? Stuffing is actually number two. Then mac and cheese. I don't even think there is any mac and cheese at any Thanksgiving I've ever gone to. But uh, anyway, then there's sweet potatoes and green bean casserole. Only time you ever see green bean casseroles at Thanksgiving. That's the same five as last year. So we're not moving around much 
in our likes and dislikes of uh, Thanksgiving sides. Stuffing, though, did have a good year this year. They moved up. They. It. I don't know. I don't know their pronouns. Uh, The stuffing moved up from fourth place to second. So we are liking stuffing more. Mac and cheese moved from fifth to third. So mac and cheese and stuffing are making a move on the favorite Thanksgiving side dishes. 67% of Americans like Thanksgiving sides more than the entree. So turkey, ham, whatever you're doing. If you're vegan, maybe you're eating a nut loaf. I don't know, but it's uh, up one percentage point from last year. So I guess we're liking turkey less. I don't know, but I'm telling you this year, the plan for my Thanksgiving would be to fry a turkey. I've done it. I haven't done it before. I've usually uh, delegated that task when we've hosted. I've smoked a turkey many times, but I think I'm going to try to go after the frying. I've got I've got all the stuff. I just need to do it. And hopefully I don't burn anything down. But anyway, the the fried turkey I think is delicious because you know, keeps in the moisture. The the smoking of the turkey, I don't know. It's I I think it has a tendency to get dry. Anyway, also according to this survey, 60% of adults will celebrate Friendsgiving this year. So There you go. 40%. We're stuck with our family. That is all I have to say about the Thanksgiving results. I'm kidding. I'm kidding about being stuck, okay? It's a a privilege. All right. Happy Thanksgiving. We're two weeks away. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for waking up with us here on your Thursday. It's all being brought to you by Thurman and Flanagan, attorneys at law. Well, are you a parent out there? Do you call your parents for advice, or is the advice you get somewhat unsolicited and irritating? According to a new survey, the average parent calls their own parent twice a week for parenting advice. A lot of parent on parent on parent advice there. One in eight call them almost every day. My goodness. That's a lot. I mean, I can understand if it's like in a really like tough phase, something's going on, or if it's new, you got a new baby, what do I do with this thing? But on average, I mean... One in eight parent calls their parent every day for advice. I mean, it's time It's time to w- 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 decouple from your parent a little bit, I think. That's just my opinion. I think that might be too much if you're calling them for parenting advice every day. Again, if it's temporary, it's one thing. But if it's like a way of life when the kid's 12 years old, that seems, that seems a bit much. 70% of people admit that they have different ideas about raising their child than their parents have. And so they basically call their parent every day to get their advice, and then they don't take it, I guess. And only about 60% say they actively follow their parent's advice. So, yeah, they listen to their parent six out of ten times, I guess. And even though some grandparents may seem pushy about their opinions, most admit that there are differences today, like managing screen time. Okay, so I guess what this article is saying, so some grandparents are pushy about, you know, their opinions, but they also admit that parenting today is a bit more complex given all the distractions and temptations, maybe. Uh, Many say they wish they had the resources that are available today when they were raising kids, like hybrid work schedules, more after-school activities, and access to telehealth and online health resources. That is according to one poll. Yeah, some hybrid work environments are helpful from a parenting standpoint, no doubt about it. All right, so what do you think? 
you agree, disagree? How many times do you call your parents to get parenting advice? And grandparents out there, how many times do you get called from your kids asking about advice for parenting for your grandkid? 870-505-1518. Send me a text. Let me know. Good morning. Hey, I want to tell you about another podcast I'm doing, one that is shining a light in the dark corners of our media, our government, and our culture. It's the Ike Wingate Show. You can find it at IkeWingate.com. Please subscribe to it, listen to it. It's a longer-form, unfiltered podcast that delves deep into the issues that are happening in our culture. So check it out, please. Hey, thanks for checking out the Ike Wingate Morning Show podcast. It's an honor to know you've been listening and hanging out with us. We know you got choices, and believe me, we appreciate that you made this choice. We love to spread the word. We need your help with that. Leave us a review, rate us, whatever you can, because that'll help spread the word on the show. You want to contact us? Hit us up, show at ikewingate.com. We're on Insta. We're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're everywhere. Just type in the Ike Wingate Show. Have a great day.